You're listening to a Radio One podcast, brought to you by HD Smartcast. Every week on Mastermind 2023, the Women Leaders Special, powered by Nucleus Office Parks, our main man Rishi K introduces you to some dynamic ladies who power their companies, and you're with our guest of the week. One World, your station. Welcome to Mastermind 2023, the Women Leaders Special powered by Nucleus Office Parks. My name is Rishi K. The core idea is to interview dynamic ladies who power their companies, handling crucial roles, driving growth, as well as value for employees and partners. We're going to cover CEOs, marketing heads, HR heads, IT heads, group sales heads, corporate communication heads, CSR leaders, as well as strategy leads. But the caveat is, all of them have to be ladies. There's never been a better time than now for gender diversity and inclusion in India Inc. And ladies like the ladies we are covering are at the forefront of this change and movement. Normally, I only say singer-songwriter, music composer, but this is one with a difference, uh, and I'm I'm really excited for this. Ananya Billa, founder Swatantra Microfilm Private Limited. The organization makes small loans to women entrepreneurs based in rural India. They maintained a quality loan portfolio, offering one of the lowest interest rates in the country. She's also founder CEO of Ikai Asai, an inventory-based global luxury e-commerce platform. She launched the Ananya Billa Foundation in 2020. with a covid-19 relief project that involved providing uh, menstruation kits ppe kits protective equipment to men uh, to women and hospitals across maharashtra the foundation also worked in providing essentials to migrant workers during the pandemic she's co-founder and vice chairperson empower the mental health initiative and director at aditya birla management corporation private limited wonderful to see you <laughs> It's always nice to see you and this is in the other avatar of mine so I'm extremely happy to be here. And thank you for saying yes, you know because I know music is such a primary passion for you that uh, I just have to mention it and you say yes but I wasn't quite sure I said does she want to talk about her businesses or not but I know that your love for Radio 1 brought you here. I love Radio 1 for multiple reasons. One you guys are amazing. I say this in every interview with you guys is that um Radio One supported me when no one else did. Very, very initially. Um, so I'll always remember that, no matter what. So big thank you, genuinely. Yeah, and you'd be pleased to know that one of our focus areas from here on is to do more business mm. because we realize that all radio stations are only talking entertainment and playing yeah. music. The Bollywood guys are playing Bollywood, playing music. Mm. Uh, we are playing English. We're talking music which is a great thing but there's a huge lacuna for something like a CNBC TV 18 to happen on radio yeah absolutely and a couple of us are really passionate about about entrepreneurship yeah. and business we understand totally. business and we said yeah. you know now's the time to actually try and do more business content absolutely you know i think uh, of course i would say yes because uh, it's my it's the other half of what i love i don't talk about it very often because maybe i feel like it's too close to home maybe uh, but i've realized that uh, the more i talk about it and the response i get from people it seems like they want to know more about it and so thanks to all of you i feel like i should talk about my work in the business space more and also in 2024 we're launching a couple of uh, really cool hopefully really cool consumer brands so i'm super excited about that as well lovely okay i'm going to start at the top yes why did you pick microfinance as your first venture 
Okay, so I was seventeen. Uh, I was in American school, and I was beginning to homeschool because I wanted to try to get into Oxford at that time and do my A levels, which I didn't know which school was providing. We had like a microfinance club. I remember coming back home and telling mom, "Mom, I want to start. I want to start a microfinance company." Uh, I think it came from two places. One is this innate guilt that I have of being born in privilege, and how can I possibly contribute to financial inclusion in our country? Uh, that's number one. And number two is that many, many women around me, right? I personally felt like were unable to stand up to society or make their own decisions because they were not financially uh, independent or financially self-sustainable. And so I decided that I wanted to be a part of that journey for other women, and that's exactly what we do at Swatantra. So when people say, "Oh, yeah, it's a CSR initiative," well, it's not because it's just we're just providing them with a product in an inbuilt service, the product that a bank is unable to provide because they don't have a physical collateral to give us. So we're still just giving them a loan; they have to repay the loan with principal and interest. Um, so they're doing all the work themselves. All we are doing is providing a product that. A bank may not provide, so it's like banking the unbanked is what we do as Patantra. So from starting, I remember the first loan we gave of ten thousand rupees uh, to now being the second largest in the country with a portfolio of we'll touch about twenty five thousand crores. Um, it's been uh, a lovely, lovely, lovely journey full of ups and downs. I feel like Swatantra has made me Swatantra in many ways. I have a great team. Um, you know, they're more like family now to me. Uh, so it's been a beautiful journey. You know, I'm very fascinated by mergers and acquisitions, also because we were part of a big merger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you know, just around the pandemic, we were acquired by Hindustan Times. Yeah. Big change for us. We were uh, a part of a smaller group. We were part of the midday. Our uh, Our promoter at the time decided to, you know, sell his stake, opt out. Mm. It involved moving to this particular building yeah. where we sit now. New office, new space, uh, sharing a few resources mm-hmm. because that's what mergers and acquisitions are. I mean, you've, a promoter will buy you only so he can cross pollinate yep. stuff. Synergies, And, yeah, synergies. So. I saw it firsthand, at least in my business, which is yeah. the radio business. And now everybody's been talking about your recent acquisition of Chaitanya Fin Credit, which uh, obviously yeah. uh, you you did because you wanted to propel Swatantra, which is your first venture to the to become bigger and larger. And I'm yeah. given to understand that this will make it the second largest microfinance organization in India. Yeah. So why Chaitanya? Why the timing? Why now? Yeah. Talk about that. So the microfinance industry or the NBFC space, you know, in that category, has never seen this sort of a transaction, an acquisition before. So um, of course, it's a huge risk. I remember my MD coming up to me and saying that, uh, you know, there's this opportunity for Chaitanya and it's completely confidential. I said, you know, I went through a couple of papers and it just made sense. It was expensive. It was one thousand four hundred seventy-nine crores, uh, which is a lot of money. Um, but what we were getting was multifold. One is the processes that Chetanya has are probably the best in the industry. So in terms of NPAs, in terms of discipline on field, in terms of pure microfinance. Pure lending, they are probably the best 
um, for them timing worked as well because their AUM was their GLP was uh, sort of the, the growth kicked in after the COVID wave so uh, they were able to control the NPS a little bit better the team is fantastic at Chaitanya uh, as well um, also geographically it made sense because uh, so we are across all across India uh, at about 19 states now and they are very concentrated in the south and I had purposely not entered the south because back in 2010 I think there was this whole crisis that happened in AP sort of the entire industry was blacklisted so at that time itself I said you know it'll be better if in the future we acquire a company that's already doing well there Um, so it just it makes a lot of sense for us for multiple reasons as I mentioned and most importantly, you know, I think the cultures fit together very well. Because at the Atabula group as well, we've seen so many mergers and acquisitions. Now that I'm part of uh, the group as well and on the board of a couple of companies. And I've seen it firsthand. Of course, I've heard stories from my father as well. Um, culture and values of two organizations coming together, it can really make or break. It can be the smallest of things, right? Like, what do we focus on when we're at work? How much of authenticity is celebrated? Uh, how are people rewarded? Um, what do the promoters stand for? And all of those things and our values in general just really fit in. Um, so more than, of course, technically it's an acquisition, but I like to see it as a marriage of two individual entities that get along really well, that will have a fantastic future together. That is very well put. Acquisition sometimes is a very hard word. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Also, I didn't, want my, I didn't want my team at Chaitanya to feel like we're uh, we're like. Yeah. It's not. That's not the point. The point is that we're just coming together and we're taking on the best practices from both entities. The IT piece for all of you IT geeks. The IT piece is uh, is a big challenge because the customer base is huge. The processes are so detailed across the board. So finding common SOPs and then integrating that through our LMS, LOS, you know, it's it, it, it's a little bit choosing which system to use. So right now we're like Microsoft or Google. Uh, so one side is fighting for Microsoft, one side is fighting yeah. for Google. I'm supposed to be neutral. So I'm like, you know, let's just write down the specs, see what's working mm. and make a decision. Yeah, you know, because if they feel they're in a collaborative partnership space, you know, it fosters work and communication. The last thing you want is somebody from top management going and saying, oh, you know, we bought you. Exactly. Get used to our culture, you know, things like that. But honestly, I would love to talk with you more later off to uh, understand what you think the merger that you all went through, what could have been smoother, what went off well, because then I would love to implement it within... within That's lovely. We we must have a chat on that. Your professional growth story, I mean, an ingredient who you think... An ingredient that you think really made you who you are professionally today? Um, This is going to sound very strange, but the guilt that I have, it's less now, but the guilt that I had while growing up really propelled me because I felt like I had to prove to myself that I'm worthy of being born in privilege. And that also came with... I want to build things right from scratch by myself without the support of my father or my mother or the family name to whatever extent possible because I wanted to sleep in peace knowing that I'm feeling good about myself, feeling like I've done this on my own merit, on my own, you know. To give you a a simple analogy, it's like when you write an exam, you want to study for the exam yourself and write the exam because when you get the marks, you feel like, oh, wow. If someone else writes the paper for you under your name... What's the fun? I mean, for other people, it's like, yeah, you have a certificate. But 
the knowledge is not yours you don't feel that confidence or that uh purpose you know from within and that was really really important for me to have so whether it's with my music or whether it's with my businesses multiple times you know my father of course cuz he's he's so protective says no no i can call i'm like no please i don't want you to make any calls you know i want to go through this and do this my way um and he's proud of me for that i guess and uh, i think for me i'm not saying there's anything wrong if a father does that because you know that's the point of having family but for me this was the right way and this is the right way to go about doing things it's very beautifully put you know over the weekend i like i told you off the mic i was at nike land and i had a wonderful chat with the ceo of nike which is falguni nayar yeah and she made a very interesting statement she said you know irrespective of what category of woman you talk to privileged or underprivileged she will always have a gender bias story mm-hmm. and that's so true i mean it's unbelievable yeah. you would think uh, falguni nayar ceo uh, ananya birla director aditya birla would not have one but i'm sure there must be somewhere you know something somewhere so please don't name any organization just generically speaking gender biases if you faced any i think it's something there's no need to have like a stigma around it it is sure. what it is yep. so even when i'm sitting in board meetings now i'm seeing a difference but i used to be the only girl sitting with men in their early 40s and i was in my late 20s so you know i try my level best it's not about um it's about equal opportunity right so in my leadership teams i try to keep it a 50 50 split so at swatantra as well we have you know two men and two women right at the top so hr finance and uh, operations and md so it's more about energies than actually gender for me mm. i think it's you know women are more can be more it's so tough for me to talk about this because again so being completely honest my family has been so supportive of me that i personally have never had that struggle with my close family so i almost feel a little hypocritical talking about it because i haven't really experienced it they've always made me feel like my granddad used to say before he passed away that she's going to beat all the boys uh, and now i'm like it's not about beating the boys it's about having equal opportunity yeah. and so in my own way because i see other women going through it um i try to give equal opportunity um and that's not just in terms of gender that's in terms of when it comes to the lgbtq a plus community that comes to diversity in terms of cultural diversity so at altibla global trading we have people from all around the world at novelis uh, which is our aluminum uh, it's in atlanta so it's again a mix of so in the group and in the companies i run we make sure that diversity and inclusion are two very important aspects uh, for our human resources in general it just it really really helps in collaboration coming up with richer ideas i've just seen performance improving so much more uh, value for shareholders go up so much more when there is that balance yeah. between all of these factors there is no doubt that yours is a very progressive company because you know from a very early stage your mom and you were part of the think tank you were mm. in the board but you still look at a lot of uh, of large companies and you suddenly see that there should be more women in boardrooms but you know i i'm sorry i have to say some one more thing i have to give credit to my father and my mother because i didn't know till very recently actually i didn't realize that 
before me no other birla girl has uh, within my family tree has ever been in family business wow so everyone all the girls were married by choice uh, by the age of 20 to 23 I'm the only girl who's actually completely involved in the family business has her own businesses and is not married out of choice. So complete credit goes to my mother and my father for for that. So what do you think the distance that women leaders need to cover to have equal presence in boardrooms? You've started doing that with your companies. Yeah. But I still, you know, I will go into websites of large companies yeah. and say, "Oh my god, I wish there was more women representation here. What needs to be done?" Yeah. I think a couple of things I think for women who are in positions of who have a platform positions of any sort of power I think it's our responsibility to give equal opportunity to men and women of course so I tend to I, I used to give more opportunity to women and I was like no that's not correct because you know True. so I need to be equal so that's number 1 which you know I'm personally trying to do uh <clears throat> number 2 is I think as women we need to sort of come to terms with the fact that we can have a complete completely successful thriving professional life and also have a very successful personal life i think we start feeling guilty yeah. that oh what will happen uh, i'm not married but for example what will happen to the kids what will happen to my husband but the fact is that they can be balanced and it's a shift because it's a shift in gender roles right as we yeah. see so obviously as women we start feeling a little bit guilty like oh my god are we being selfish by focusing more on our career etc but the truth is that both can happen and both can happen very successfully it's just a matter of finding that balance which takes a little time but we can get to it so i think as women intrinsically we need to know that that can be done i think in general large organizations which you know for example radio 1 y'all are doing shows like this which sort of put more light on issues of gender equality and i think i think we're on the right path and um, you know education when it comes to girl child that's so important as well for women to have positions uh, high positions or to go up ranks in corporate is if uh, parents are easy on the girl child and allow the girl child and i don't like the word allow but as a child you need consent from your parents to pursue further education and further studies so i would really highly tell parents all around india that if you can really encourage your children and especially a girl child to take up whatever she may want to take up you think women leaders are more effective than their male counterparts or is just a myth given that a woman has such heightened levels of sensitivity a mother a sister yeah. you know those aspects men can never understand yeah. what it is like to be a mother for example yeah So I think uh, it boils down to EQ. I think what I've realized from the from the experience the little experience I have is that higher EQ levels just make for a better leader. Now I I don't think I want to generalize and say that sure. you know women make better leaders. I think there are many many men out there as well who have very very high EQs. I feel like you know men are told if you cry you're not a man and things like that. So that uh, I really think it boils down to the individual um and a good mix of men and women at the workplace is what adds value across the board um yeah how do you think men and women can really complement each other at work for for being more productive yeah. towards the company i think that's very very important i think so 
again it depends but i think so for example in in swatantra on the field because it's very very long working hours and it's in areas that are not very accessible i prefer men taking that role just because for safety of women which is we live in a man's world which we want to change but we have to accept that we do so certain things have to be done like that right but then we give women positions at the base camp right at 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 location at uh, our branch office and then they get more data work as well so it really depends on things like that another thing is so i have given it's not throughout the group yet but with the companies that i have run i've told i've given menstruation leave as well uh, we call oh, wellness leave mental health leave um and so for men to when something like that is announced i think it's really important for men to advocate for it so their juniors or their reportees feel like uh, it is okay to take menstrual leave so it's about that overall acceptance and it's just really about strengthening strengths and weakening weaknesses across um you know in my mind i would think okay maybe a man would make a better salesman because you it's performance it's pushing it's alpha uh but my cfo is fantastic at what she does um and i know that's not sales but even across in in sales as well, well oh, you know you may think a man is better with numbers right but i have cfo's across the board who are fantastic with numbers uh, much better than the men actually and then i have you think that a woman would be very good in hr but i have men who are chief um, human resources officers across and they are fantastic as well um so it's it's really funny when it comes to practical i think it's really very individual specific when you look back at the entrepreneurial journey what has been the most rewarding part thus far I think when I know that a product or a service is making an end consumer feel good or is impacting their lives uh, in a positive way that really makes me feel good number 1 number 2 when my when my team says that uh, waking up on a monday morning is fantastic they can't wait to work that makes me very happy and uh, number 3 is when i know that again it's a team thing i think i think i get a lot of valid i need a lot of validation from my team they mean a lot to me so when we get things like best place to work great places to work um and when when they're happy working at uh the organizations that we've built that really really makes me happy so my team and my consumer why is mental health so close to your heart i mean i can i can feel it each time you talk about mental health yeah because i have had a long journey with my personal mental health um it never really i'm not meaning this in a demotivating way for anyone it never really goes away but it gets much easier because you learn how to handle it uh you sort of get a grip on what your triggers may be you may you get a grip on uh what are better ways to handle uh, your emotions and things like that so now at the workplace mental fitness becomes really important right the last two weeks for me for example i've been touchwood i've been at my peak in terms of my mental fitness and the amount of productive work i've been able to get done in shorter amounts of time without getting exhausted and feeling good has been fantastic wow um and what, this is a result of what probably good sleep good sleep hygiene good workout hygiene so making sure that i walk for an hour every single day um getting fresh air my meditation routine having the right people around me good social interactions healthy boundaries it's a multitude of different things so yes i can say firsthand that mental fitness makes 
a big big difference at the workplace in terms of concentration you know you you see at the workplace when someone's when someone's mental health is in check they begin to respond and not react and that in itself helps anybody not just a leader make better decisions and what a better decision is what a better decision means a better outcome a better outcome means more value for everyone around you and so a better decision is made when you're in a better frame of mind, frame of mind. what's the toughest decision you have to make in your business your businesses how did it impact that particular business that decision it's mostly around people i think I think the toughest for me has been around people and of course those issues are completely confidential but you know things come up where you hear one story from someone and another story from someone yeah. else and you're like it's like the same situation one person says A and one person says Z about the same situation and then of course you need to get a committee in to to assess what happens and then I am of course emotionally invested in both of those people because they're part of my team and it's it's always a little it's always tough um so those are the tougher ones but you know things like acquiring chetanya the the risk in terms of never been done for a reason right it can be very volatile it's unsecure in that sense so and if at scale so even though it should have been a tough decision i mean it was tough but it was quite it was like almost like common sense because it just made sense right so i think people people's making decisions on people and has it's probably that and that's on a daily basis right things happen on a daily basis how would you define what your leadership style is i think you should ask my team that um so i don't i personally don't micromanage but i'm very hands on so i look at bigger picture and i look at my new details right so right now we're launching a sneaker brand and i've driven my team crazy but from each stitch matters right where is the stitch what style is the stitch and what color is the stitch right everything matters those details really really make a big difference and then i look at bigger picture so i look at what are our sales goals where is it how is it happening what are the channels where is our marketing at all that stuff um authenticity is something that i believe in transparency is something that i believe in so we for example don't have at the end of the day you know it's a conglomerate it's a it's a it's a corporate we don't have a a dress code per se as long as you're appropriately dressed it's important to be appropriate uh, but it doesn't have to, it can be semi formal it doesn't have to be probably should not come in very short shorts but just because you know etiquette and it's nice to have that um but I personally like to wear formal clothes because then I feel like I'm in that avatar. But you know, sometimes I go like this in t-shirt and formal pants and sneakers, and that's fine. So I'm all about being authentic at the workplace. I'm all about transparency. I'm all about empowering people much younger. Maybe because I'm I'm younger. I don't believe that someone needs to have a 20-year or 25-year-long career to reach a position of CEO. If I personally see potential earlier. I think life should be enjoyed and responsibility can be taken earlier as well. I feel very lucky that I've seen the importance of processes and values and a rigid system at the group and then a more sort of agile flexible new age vibe at the businesses that I have started and I run. So how important it is to have a mix of both. It's really important to have those values in place, those processes in place, but how do you still remain agile flexible innovative things like that so i think that is i don't know if i mean i don't know what i'm i'm just trying to 
imagine what so no agile is say. good dear what you're saying is making uh, a lot of sense what are some of the ideas and industries that draw you that even today you turn around and say i want to build something upon that i felt like that with the footwear industry which are launching the sneakers, soon, sneakers. Yeah. i am a brand ambassador for maybelline new york uh, which is something i'm very passionate about so cosmetics is something that uh, so skin care more than anything else is something that i really uh, I'm, i'm i'm passionate about because i'm passionate about my own skin let's see how it goes uh, i think there's a lot going on already so from from uh, financial services to global trading to fashion to footwear to there's a lot of to mutual fund and all the financial services there's a lot of stuff going on already so i think now the idea is to to production right that's something that um, anti matter productions were launching very so it's, it's been there but was formally launching it So I think now the idea is to consolidate and just to focus and go deeper within what I'm already present in. Are there some daily habits that I know it sounds dramatic but help you seize the day? <laughs> so my workout is very very important for me. I think it helps me clear, clear my mind. Um I listen to podcasts, I listen to music. I sort of uh, go through like the LinkedIn posts that I have for the week as well and uh, I read sometimes on the treadmill if I'm walking. So I got a lot of, I get a lot of stuff done as well. So that is very important to me. Um my meditation is extremely important to me. I think it sometimes I feel like my brain is going to explode because there's so much going on and there's so many ideas and it's like uh Because I can't. Oh my and god! Then you breathe and it just. It, so I have to like, and just take a moment to just you know, because it can it can get so overwhelming, and as soon as I get overwhelmed, as it suddenly just triggers my panic. So I really have to be careful to balance that out. So it's really important for me to so my workout, my meditation, and you know, staying connected with my best friends, staying connected with my parents. All of that is very important as well. Okay, some lifestyle questions. What kind of music are you listening to these days? And any recent gig or concert that you went to that you really enjoyed? So what am I listening to? I am listening to a mix of Bob Dylan. There's a song called Ve Kamlia, <laughs> Rocky Arani. It's nice. It's yeah. Sweet. yeah. So like what Jhumka and all of those so that stuff. I'm listening to Chris Brown under the influence of uh, that entire so a <laughs> mix of different things. I've been finally listening back to a lot of my originals as well in terms things that are not unreleased uh to try to make it better before I go into studio. I went to NCPA the experimental theater and I watched a band from Pune and it was just a really fun experience. Do you remember the uh, call? I go check them out. It must be yeah. on the listings. Yeah, huh. I don't remember. But tight band, na huh? good band. Um it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was they were having fun, and I think everyone yeah, was having the fun audience, on stage. The it really had fun. Yeah. Of fun. yeah, that's really wonderful. What kind of books do you enjoy reading, and what's a book read that you can suggest to us? So there's a book I just read called The Silent Patient, and. only read the book if you have like 2 days free because i was hooked i couldn't do anything else i was hooked onto that book binge reading it was i was binge reading it so it was like in a day i was done uh, in a day and a half so um it's you know it's a there's this big twist that comes in the end i don't want to give out more but the way that twist sets in it's just i cannot explain so i highly suggest you reading that book other than that i love reading you know self help kind of books um But this was a good change. I really enjoyed it. 
documentary recommendations. I believe you're watching quite a few doc docus these days. I watch a lot of documentaries. So this was more like a a film based on a real story, but Nayad on Netflix. Oh my god, I feel so inspired. I watched it with a couple of my friends and my mother. Um, Nayad, she is now sixty. Uh, she's sixty when she attempted it, but she swam from Cuba to Florida. Wow. Two days. So no sleeping, just swimming, and this is with like underwater sea creatures, and uh, so every one hour she would eat a little bit of pasta, and it was just she can't touch the boat, and just fantastic in terms of it just kind of shows you that anything is possible, and you're not too old for anything. Uh, and I'm 29 now, so after watching that, I'm like, I can continue to pursue all my dreams in music. Till I die, and you know, pop culture puts all of these things on us that when you're in your twenties, it's the blah blah blah. I mean, her fitness level, and she swam for two for two days. It's unbelievable. Oof. You have to. It, it, so I would highly recommend watching that. It, it really. Um, it takes a little bit to pick up, but once it picks up, it's just very very inspiring. Um, it just makes you feel like you can do anything that you set your mind to. Well, I want to just close this down by talking about your song for mental health. Uh, if I'm given to understand, it was a collaboration with Maybelline. Yes, yes. For which you are brand ambassador. Yes. So um, they have uh, Maybelline has this, you know, uh, IP called Brave Together, um, which is all about initiating conversation on mental health and helping other people. Uh, Around to equip them with the right language, so that so if someone comes and says, "Hey, I'm not feeling well," you know how to speak with them. So it's a lovely initiative, and like you know, mental health is very close to my heart. So we have a song called "Brave Together." So I, you know, we're like, why don't we just have an anthem around this? I love the song. It's almost like um, deep lyrics, but in a peppy, you know, you know, it's not, it's not depressed, it's not melancholic. It's, it's upbeat. So it's called "Brave Together," and the music video will be out soon as well. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, and uh, it's had great uh, reception on on Spotify. You know, it touched a million streams quite quickly. Um, so I'm excited. Are there ideas and industries for the future that you're really thinking about building something upon? Yeah, you know. Like everybody's just talking about AI, 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 AI all yeah. the time. So I think AI is a very integral piece, and I think for me personally, it's about how can I integrate AI in a cost-effective manner within the businesses uh, to reduce cost and to increase productivity uh, without compromising on manpower. Because that's something I'm, I, I don't want to take yeah, away anyone's the jobs. Big fear that everybody exactly. Has, yeah. um, so, for example, the, 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 you know, it could be anything, right? It could be how do I want to see how these shoes look on me without with different outfits on? Will Will I be able to wear these sneakers with, with, underneath the ghagra? Will I be able to wear these sneakers in formal wear? And how can I see that in without actually doing it, right? So there are many many ideas that I have. So yeah, integrating AI within the various businesses is something that we're 100% looking at um, and I think you know as I get older I mean I'm just realizing more and more the importance that I feel towards impacting people's lives and becoming a better person myself and just having that ethos through with everything I do 
Well, that was uh, an episode with Ananya Bidla on Mastermind 2023, the Women Leaders Special. It's powered by Nucleus Office Parks. It comes to you week after week on 94.3 Radio 1. Uh, there's never been a better time than now for gender diversity and inclusion and ladies like Ananya are at the forefront of this change and movement. And we will keep bringing you uh, dynamic ladies who power their companies, handling crucial roles, driving growth, as well as value for employees and partners. Thank you so much for your time. I Thank really you appreciate so much. It. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was not music, but it was really fun. Yeah, and Thank see you. you soon with the music. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> was from Mastermind 2023. The Women Leaders Special. Powered by Nucleus Office Parks. 94.3 One World, your station. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com.